so on our so I'm out of town this weekend. <laughs> Instead of us doing a full episode next week, we are going to start with our freaky, freaky Fridays. I don't know. Um, yeah. So. So it's something that we're going to try and see um, how it goes over and think about doing it on our off weeks since we've been doing this bi-weekly. Yep. So we're still putting something new out there and it'll be an every other friday thing so it'll be it'll be a short episode it'll be like 10 15 20 minutes long depends on how much we ramble which today seems which we're to be good <laughs> we're good at okay so i've got four of them <clears throat> we'll see i'm just gonna number one number two number three or number four I have not read any of these. Alyssa has, so she is reading them to me oh. and you guys. But just to be clear, I didn't like read and rehearse. <laughs> so it's like in <laughs> in school when you had to count the paragraphs. <laughs> or I hated the popcorn calls. You never oh, no. knew when your turn yeah, was coming. No. I, I would read it and I would read ahead. Which one's mine? Uh, <laughs> two sentences at a time, kids. <laughs> I just read the whole freaking thing by myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is on Reddit and it was um, posted nine months ago by Muggenhauser. Oh, Muggenhauser? Muggenhauser. No. I would assume that's probably German. Mugen? Mugen. Muggenhauser? <laughs> Anyways, okay. I started my nursing career at a small and very old urban hospital. So small that they were closing it all up. I worked in the labor and delivery and we were the only unit left. There were a bunch of clinics and offices, but they weren't open on nights or weekends. One night we had to do a reasonably emergent C-section on a patient who was from out of town, meaning she didn't have a support person with her. As far as I remember, the C-section was going well. I was scrubbed in. We were in the middle of it when the patient stopped responding to the anesthesiologist. Her vitals were all normal, but she just stopped talking to her, stopped responding to questions. I couldn't hear, I could hear the anesthesiologist ask her, hey, are you okay? A few times. After a few minutes, the patient started responding again and all was well. I was in her recovery room, just me and her, the babies were in the NICU, and things were pretty straightforward but I did mention to her about the strange episode during the C-section. She said, I saw my grandmother in the OR. I was so scared and I asked her to hold my hand, but she told me she couldn't touch me. That sure was something for a 23 year old to hear at three o'clock in the morning in a room far away from any of my coworkers in a very, very old and empty hospital. Wow. Nope. <laughs> Why can't, why can't she touch you? Why she, couldn't she comfort her? <clears throat> because if she would have touched her, so if I mean if she would have been like an angel, it would have her like her losing her life. And if she touches her, then she would have followed the light type mm -hmm. thing. But all of her vitals and everything were good. So like <laughs> Okay, so one, two, or four. One. We'll go for odds today. Okay. 
Um, this is from two years ago. And this is from Gemini Love, CA, I'm California. assuming California. I know this sounds like something straight out of a movie, but it's 100% what happened to me about 24 years ago. When I was still relatively newly married, my then-husband and I moved into a townhouse-style apartment. The two floors of our apartment were on the second and third floors of the building, and the management office, office and mailbox area were almost directly below us on the ground level. That's important for mm -hmm. later. The woman who managed the building was older, didn't care for the property well, and usually spent most days chain-smoking camel non-filters in her office and being a hateful old racist. Imagine renting a place from Juno, the social worker from Beetlejuice, but less helpful. <laughs> That's a good description. I like that. She really resented what we had and that we had the townhouse, claiming that we lied about being pregnant when we moved in because she didn't want to rent it, rent that unit to people with kids. She also made a few disparaging remarks about my husband due to his race. She was a real peach, truly. So after a kiddo was born, I was a stay-at-home mom, just busy keeping the house clean and the baby occupied without a car, a local mom, friends. After lunch, the baby needed a bath. Anyone who's fed a nine-month-old baby knows what mess can happen from that. So I went upstairs, ran the tub, and got it ready for baby. Soon, I had the baby sitting happily splashing in one of those suction cup bath seats. Important to note, it's the middle of winter and we had no heat. An issue I'd been fighting Juno, the landlord, about for a while, among other maintenance issues like my arcing ceiling fan or the garbage disposal that was held on with duct tape and linked. We basically, <clears throat> we basically had to keep a space heater or two in every room to keep the chill off. I had taken one of the space heaters into the bathroom to keep the bathroom warm enough for bath time and had it sitting out of reach and splashing and out of out of reach and splashing distance on top of the bathroom counter. I was standing in the bathtub getting ready to lift the baby out when all of a sudden the space heater started to rock back and forth when it had not been rocking before. I had this horrible feeling of dread as I looked at the heater and I just reacted because I knew I couldn't get both of us out of the tub in time. I reached down to grab my baby seat, ending up pulling it off the bottom of the tub and dropping the baby over the side of the tub to the bathroom floor just as the heater got to the end of the cord. It thumped into the sh shower door, bounced off the edge of the tub, and land landed on its side on the floor a couple inches away where it then shut off. It had an auto shut off in case it tripped or, uh, tripped or tipped over. <clears throat> When I looked over the corner of the bathroom, that part of the room seemed to just get darker, like it was filling up with shadows. There was no smoke, no change in lighting, no windows, no sun, so no sun um, behind a cloud, etc. It was just darker. I also started to smell cigarette smoke. Camel non-filters, which I knew the smell of well from being in Juno's office all the time to get things fixed. The smell was so thick that it made me cough and my chest ached, but I couldn't see any smoke haze. And I felt this overwhelming sensation of hatred and malice, like someone was standing there giving me a death glare. I grabbed the baby and a towel and ran downstairs. I was so freaked out, I couldn't bring myself to go back up there. So I used some diapers from the diaper bag and kept baby wrapped up in a towel and cuddled to stay warm. 
I stayed down there the entire rest of the day until my husband got home. Every so often, I'd look up the stairs at the bathroom, but I didn't want to take the baby up there, and I was afraid to leave him alone downstairs. When he asked me why the baby wasn't dress, dressed, I told him about the heater and the smoke in the bathroom. He went up to check it out, figuring it was yet another maintenance issue. There was no electrical issues, no damage to the outlet, no smoke, no cigarette smell. He put the heater back on the counter, turned it on, watched it for a few minutes, and it didn't rock. So it didn't rock itself off the counter earlier either. He laughed it off, but later that day, we heard Juno's adult son downstairs near the mailboxes yelling his head off at people. And that's when we found out she had had a massive heart attack in her office earlier that day, and he'd found her dead in her chair with a camel non-filtered still in her hand. That bitch was coming to haunt him. <laughs> she wanted that baby dead. She really didn't want him to be there. <clears throat> Racist bitch. Uh, I don't like people. Mm. Why do people have to be like that? What are some of the comments? Mm. OMG. That's utterly terrifying. Did anything else weird like that ever happen again? You're a kick-ass mom, by the way. I've had weird things like that happen since I was about three years old. That was one of the few times, though, that I've felt like whatever I encountered was straight-up malevolent. Sounds like she's got almost like a Six cents type thing. Yeah. Um, somebody said, creepy story. I like your writing style. You told it well. I was hooked. Thanks. I have a few ghost stories or stories of strange experiences, and I started writing fairly young. That's genuinely one of maybe two times total I've ever felt outright malice coming from something. Usually it's curiosity, sadness, or sometimes amusement. Hmm. Poor girl. That sucks. No thanks. I wouldn't want to be followed <clears throat> now just from place to place, let alone, like, my whole life. Yeah. Keep all your creepy stuff to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch from a distance. <laughs> Holy water. <laughs> we sincerely hope you enjoyed every bit of this just as much as we did. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you want to hear about. Um... There's some creepy ones that I've read about, like, Disneyland. The It's a Small World one. Yeah. We might read that one to you guys, or we can link it. Because that one's kind of... That one, it's pretty lengthy. That one freaking and screwed it, me up. Um, but yeah, let us know what you want to hear. Kind of creepy stuff y'all are into. Or even if you have stories of your own. Yeah. That'd be nice. Let's, if you have stories yeah. of your own, um, let us know if... Reach out to us. You can direct message, or we do have an email have an account email. set up. Yep. What is the email? Uh, life w loose and loose at gmail.com. And we can put that in the comments and show notes as well. Um, but I think that is all. Until next time. Cheers.